This is Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. It's Thursday, September 8th. I'm Claudia Sarek. This week, we continue our discussion of the FAST Act, which California Governor Gavin Newsom recently signed into law. For more, we go to Back of House Editorial Director Matt Lynch. Hi, Matt. Welcome back. Hey, Claudia. Good to be back. Excellent. So we spent last week's episode discussing the fate of the FAST Act in California, and I understand we have some updates there. We do indeed, Claudia. So uh, just to recap for anyone who didn't tune in last week or isn't familiar, uh, this uh, bill out of California uh, does a number of things, including creating a council of workers and union reps and operators and government regulators that would... uh, so we have this council that would dictate workplace standards every six months for California's fast food industry. Yeah. Uh, so think things like wages and working conditions and other things uh, impacting fast food restaurant workers. Uh, and when we spoke last week, the bill was still pending. But mm-hmm. uh, since then, it passed the Senate late last week, uh, a vote of 21 to 12. And then uh, Governor Newsom announced on Labor Day, which uh, no small amount of symbolism there, probably for a what's widely seen as a pro-labor bill, he uh, announced that he had signed it into law. Wow. I mean, indeed, it couldn't have been a more perfect Labor Day then. So I know there was some last minute wrangling about the final bill. Could you tell us a little bit about what ended up passing and what didn't? Yeah, so some of the big headlines there, uh, and this was a number that was drawing a lot of attention last week that uh, all fast food workers in California are to be paid a minimum wage of $22 an hour uh, by 2023. Just some, some clarity on criteria there. That's defined uh, for chains with at least 100 locations across the U.S. That's the mm-hmm. sort of threshold they're looking to meet. So again, this is not something at this juncture that's impacting your uh, you know, mom and pop restaurants or even really your smaller regional chains. You're really talking about the kind of more significant players in the fast food industry in terms of who this bill is governing. Uh, And that $22 is set to raise each year uh, to account for inflation. Uh, Then again, you've got your aforementioned 10-member council uh, that will be meeting every six months to uh, kind of make updates to working conditions. Uh, Before that council can uh, start actually making policy, 10,000 fast food workers need to sign a petition of approval uh, before that council can get going, essentially saying that, you know, we we approve of this uh, council making, you know, decisions and rules on our behalf, essentially. So there's still some things to play out there before, uh, you know, things start happening in earnest. But uh, in broad strokes, that's kind of what the bill has laid out. Yeah, sounds like it. so what has the industry reaction been so far? Do we have any insight on that? Yeah, the uh, the restaurant operator side uh, is pretty strongly opposed to this and has been uh, kind of throughout the process. Uh, the National Restaurant Association in particular has been pretty vocal arguing that this unfairly targets the restaurant industry at a time when rising costs and inflation have already presented a huge challenge Uh for people running restaurants. Um, There's actually a, a statement uh, given this week to Restaurant Dive. Uh, it says the National Restaurant Association will review every remedy available in the state on behalf of the 100,000 
restaurants proud to welcome California Californians to their tables. And that was uh, Sean Kennedy, their VP of Public Affairs. That language, every remedy available, it would really surprise me if we don't see some kind of legal challenge. Uh, mm-hmm. Exactly the venue, the nature of it, I'm not sure, but uh, that, that's just kind of my hunch. It, it sounds like they're kind of gearing up for a legal fight here and not necessarily ready to just take this pretty sweeping legislation uh, that they're opposed to uh, on its face. Yeah, sounds uh, like it. Obviously, as mentioned, you know, Labor Day on the restaurant labor side of things, uh, they're setting this as a big victory in terms of getting more protections in place for restaurant workers and a seat at the table when it comes to their working environment. Uh, so, yeah, starkly different reactions to the news, depending on kind of which side of the coin you fall on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I know we touched on this a little bit last week as well, but this is just California. So what do we think is going to be the ripple effect across the country then with other states? Yeah, that's a really good question. And obviously, this legislation is pretty unique. But the tension between labor and management, especially in this fast food sector, has been a pretty big story nationally all year. Uh, I'm thinking in particular of the unionization movements within Starbucks and more recently Chipotle, which we've uh, discussed on this podcast a couple of times. Uh, and But we've never seen kind of a state wade into these waters uh, sort of between restaurant label and management in such a comprehensive way as they did with this legislation. Mm-hmm. So d- depending on how this plays out, I think we could see it setting a precedent or model for other states. I would be Really surprised if we don't see a few other states, and maybe not exactly in the same manner, but, uh, you know, looking kind of at this fast food labor issue legislatively in some capacity uh, by year's end. I I don't think California is going to be the only state, uh, you know, looking to act on what's been kind of a, you know, a a tense point in the restaurant industry for a a few years now. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, we will stay tuned and see how this unfolds. Thanks so much, Matt. Absolutely. Thank you, Claudia. That's all for this week, folks. Until next time. Bye-bye.